What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast, the first podcast of the post-LeBron James era part two, uh, the LeBrexit 2.0, um, LeBron James announcing today, uh, this evening, that or his team, that he's going to LA. Um, yeah. So, uh, L.A. bound. They have already signed Lance Stevenson, <laughs> uh, KCP, JaVale McGee. It's an all-clown team so far. <laughs> Don't forget, Chris Bosh is rumored to be coming out of retirement. They need to get Swaggy P back there. Yeah, and uh, already they've got LeVar and LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Like... No, they only have Lonzo Ball. They don't have those other two. Sorry, L- Lonzo and LaVar Ball. <laughs> Because Lonzo comes with LeVar. So just LeVar so the crit- audience crit- knows get at this out of point, prison. it's Nate and Tom and E.G. E. and Eli. Yes, that's true. Sorry. <laughs> coming, coming live to you tonight in the podcast booth. From the, we crammed into the podcast studio. Yeah. We're and, elbowing uh, each other in here. Yeah, so I, I think we have a range of emotions here. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kick it to uh, EG first, Evil Genius. How are you feeling, EG? I know well, that you had sold 
the farm on LeBron resigning in Cleveland. Yeah, I was pretty confident he was going to do it uh, right up until the t- the point in time where it started to become really not a basketball decision. I don't think this was a basketball decision on any level, um, other than maybe Bronny wanting to play for uh, for that school in Chatsworth out here. Um, Sierra Canyon? Sierra Canyon, because the truth is, as they're presently constructed, the Lakers' supporting cast really isn't any better than than the Cleveland supporting cast. It's a little younger, that's for sure. And look, they've got plenty of opportunities to try to get better, but they've already missed out on most of the guys, that big guys that were available um, in this free agency. There's still a chance that Kawhi could get traded. I'm more likely to believe that Kawhi will get traded elsewhere or the Spurs will just make him sit out for a year and then he'll be a free agent and sign with the Lakers next summer. So, um, you know, as far as a basketball decision, I, I still don't think, you know, the the move from the east to the west is, uh, you know, it's going to be easy. It's going to be rough sledding, I think, for, for that team to get to get further, too far into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, look, he, he said... He said uh, it was a, it was going to be a, about where they wanted to live, where the family wanted to be, and I pretty much narrowed it down to two places, I think. And ultimately, the family decided they wanted to, they'd rather be in L.A. And you know, hard to fault that. Um, but the the harder pill to swallow. Not for I think. me. Not for yeah, me. Not not hard well, for let me, me finish, that. and then you guys can you guys can can get all. All your uh, angst and agita out uh, as much as you want. But I will say the only thing, none of it bothers me except for the four-year deal. Um, And that, I think, is, you know, really, really when you look at the the different scenarios, he never, the longest deal he ever signed in Cleveland at any time beyond his rookie deal, and I don't know, that might have only been three years too, but was like three years, and... He signed a four-year deal to go to Miami. He signed a four-year deal to go to the Lakers, and you know, he, what he's given these other two franchises is the ability to to have time to build up, time to have flexibility, not to have the the incessant clock on them at every moment of his tenure in that place where especially in this last four years when he came back and every every deal was a one plus one or a two plus one and it was always designed to keep the pressure on and I think that speaks volumes about how much he did or didn't trust Dan Gilbert in management so yeah I don't think either of them trusted each other and that was a huge issue so but I would like to take this time to say that I am. Uh, this will be my last podcast on uh, Cavs the blog. As of tomorrow, I'll be going and starting Lakers the blog. So anybody <laughs> who wants to join me, feel free. I'm kidding. Obviously, that was a joke, but probably too soon. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, I I tweeted that I was sadder for St. V's than I was for the Cavs. Um, clearly, I think this was all about the family wanted to live out in L.A. Um, that was a rumor for a while, and it was a rumor all season. And I kind of feel like, 
you know, if that was the way they wanted it to go, then, you know, it it, it should have happened last year. But, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it was... I, I'm kind of just over the whole thing already. Um, I'm excited to watch the Cavs sans LeBron. Um, I wish it was sans Ty Lue, but hey, maybe Ty Lue can be better without LeBron. Um, I'm sure that... Are you, are you saying that with a straight face? I'm just curious. Yeah, are you Dan Gilbert right now, Nate? You want your team back? No, I don't I don't think he ever that said way. that, to be fair. No, I know, I'm kidding. I'm no. just saying that you know, the, LeBron James pretty much held the organization hostage for the last four years. Um, you know, signing a one plus one every year, making the Cavs give big money to J.R. Smith and um, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. The Cavs promoted Damon Jones to an assistant coach. Just which now? Is the, huh? Just now? No, I no that was now. like two weeks ago. Yeah. They, oh, I thought they, you were just they, reading something. I mean, I, no, I knew that they, that happened, they got rid of Phil Handy or and promoted Damon Jones to a bench yeah, no, I knew that. coach. So, which is kind of hilarious because, you know, the only reason he was on the team to begin with was because he was LeBron's boy. So, it's just like, I mean, whatever. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if he sticks around. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Cavs, but, I mean... In, in my opinion is LeBron kind of never got it. Um, I don't know. I, I had a take that I think the Cavs fans would have rather seen LeBron end his career here and never leave than win a championship. Um, I, I, what about you, Eli? Which would you rather have? LeBron play his whole career in Cleveland without a championship or what we've gone through? I think right now the emotion's kind of raw, but I still think the championship really does heal a lot of the wounds that comes with this. What about you, Tom? I definitely uh, agree that I would rather just be able to, you know, for the rest of my life, talk about how I saw the greatest player ever, um, and he was uh, Ohio, king of Ohio, like his license plate said. Um, Akron native, uh, Cavalier for life. And I mean, look at the way Cleveland loves. I mean, Bernie Kosar never won a championship. Uh, Mark Price never won a championship. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, Omar Vizcal, a lot. We're used to not winning championships. We don't run athletes out of town when, you know, they, play hard and just don't get the job done it's hard it's hard to win and um yeah the championship was amazing it was especially awesome doing it against a 73 win team but it i would totally rather have you know my man cave decorated proudly with you know lebron james pictures than like i had to take them all down now because he's just not one of us you know he just he's always Thinking about himself, um, he put the organization in a really, really bad place when he left in 2010, and now, once again, we're saddled with expensive players, clutch players, expensive one-dimensional shooters that fit well with LeBron, um, and he never, you know, you can say all the bad things you want about the organization, 
but um, I think the organization's job was to try to put talent around LeBron, and they spent a crap ton of money to do that. And they just, uh, you know, I feel like if he would have done something like this with them, signed a four-year deal or three plus one or whatever, and said, you know, you got time to figure this out. I don't really care about winning it. I mean, the team he's going to now is kind of a joke. So there's going to be no expectations that they're going to win a title this year. Unlike when he came back to Cleveland and immediately it was like championship or bust. And the la- I mean, that said, I also yeah. agree with you, Nate, that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad to have the Cavs back. I mean, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says Cleveland Cavaliers established 1970. I was a diehard Cavs fan, uh, you know, when I was five years old and LeBron was five years old and I didn't know him from Adam and I'm going to remain a diehard Cavs fan. I was a diehard Cavs fan during the dark years. Um, I'll never forget Ryan Hollins, you know, <laughs> uh, just uh, <laughs> when, when Dwayne Wade shoved him after he, uh, no, he yeah. blocked the shot or something. I'll never forget that. And Baron Davis's, you know, moment. <laughs> The Herculoids. Deion Ryan Raiders. Hollins, who was one of the first people that had LeBron to L.A. like two weeks ago. So Yeah, he's been on uh, Wingo and Golick a lot. So, yeah, I've heard his takes. Um, well, and, I mean, speaking of Mark Price, because he came up there a couple of times, like you see his tweet tonight. The, he said, uh, although it's been a tough night for Cavs fans, I know this to be true. Cleveland is a resilient and loyal fan base. They love their city and their Cavs. I have no doubt they will bounce back. Hashtag true believers. I mean, can we just hire Mark Price to be the coach or yeah. assistant coach or the assistant GM or, or GM? Or just any, any just capacity. Any anything. <laughs> yeah, any capacity. Yep. Well, and the Plain Dealer just released their uh, front page for tomorrow. It's going to be LeBron James holding the MVP trophy from the finals and says promise kept. So, yeah, it's I really weird. It's the fans are, I think the fans are just like falling in. Oh, I totally I think that's BS. Everyone is so happy to take the high road, and I don't get it. I mean, the guy, it's not, like, it's not like he played here for free. It's not like he like raised the dead. He's not Jesus. Yeah, they won a title. Kyrie Irving was as much a part of that finals run as LeBron. No one cares that Kyrie's gone because he's a punk too. I don't know. I'm just I don't think you have to fall over yourself right now to like thank LeBron for like saving the city. I think yeah. he was an opportunist. He came back when they were young and talented. The Cavs, you know, used the Wiggins pick to get Kevin Love because that's what LeBron wanted. The Cavs fired a coach. They tried, you know, it's just, it's been super stressful. And it's like LeBron never has to deal with that. It's always someone else's fault, you know. And now it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, it's fine if you want to be like, oh, you know, it was fun the last four years. I appreciate it. They got a title and all that. But everyone But it, just it really wasn't of, fun the last four years. Oh, no, it, it wasn't, especially the last two. And but I, I just feel first like two he's leaving. Fun. He's just, why leave? I mean, why not just I, I gotta, out your I mean, career here? I, I think I'll probably be the only one saying this from the other side, but... I don't think it was fun for LeBron the last two years either. Oh, I'm sure it was miserable. Yeah. I mean, but- look, here's the thing. There was an article today that said, has LeBron's um, reputation as a, as a recruiter, as, as his window as a, as a star recruiter passed already? And, and, you know, you think about, like, yeah, the part of the story is Kyrie didn't appreciate the Cavs 
throwing his name around in in trade talks, and that was part of it. But the bigger part was that he, you know, he he was clear about not wanting to play in LeBron's shadow or or even play with LeBron. And there were plenty of times along the way that he didn't he didn't enjoy that. I mean, if Paul George really felt like he could win a championship in Los Angeles with LeBron, why wouldn't he? Wait to see what he was going to do and maybe follow him. I mean, he said he wanted to go to Los Angeles anyways. I, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, just based on the, the guys the Lakers are signing right now, I mean, that's not LeBron bringing guys in because didn't LeBron, isn't LeBron the one who just said, I need high IQ guys? Well, I can think oh, of yeah. a lot, lot less high IQ guys than Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee. So I, I'm not sure... <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not LeBron making those decisions. That's Magic Johnson, like filling in the the gaps where where he feels like he can for this first year. I think it's for this first year. If they don't get Kawhi, if they don't get get convinced the the Spurs to trade them Kawhi, then it's just going to be a Frankenstein kind of lineup. That you know, I mean, like he dragged he dragged this year's team to the finals in the East. So yeah, I I could see. Something similar, but a similar this this the, I think the Cavs team in the West this year probably doesn't get out of the first or second round of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Just based on the the level of talent of the teams in the Western Conference right now. So you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of time. But but you're right. He gave the he gave them the time to figure it out by signing a four year deal. Now it's also for his age 34 to 38 years so i guess we'll see how effective that will be i mean he didn't look like he lost a step last year but you know it's it's starting over and doing it all over again so i gotta believe that this is probably on some level lebron would have stayed but i think he looked at the the scenario that was laid out in front of him with with kyrie gone with the limited moves the Cavs could make with the the fractious relationship with Dan Gilbert, which clearly was more fractured than I think anybody realized or wanted to admit, and I think a lot of people realized it, but I think you're right. Nobody wanted to admit it, or at least not within the Cleveland media. Yeah, I but I, think I guess it's as big of a deal as you guys think. Like, I'm trying to think of other high fro- profile players who, I mean, Michael Jordan hated Jerry Reisendorf. I don't. Who, what other teams did Michael play for? It's like doesn't no, but you don't, but you don't Michael, hang out with your owner every day. It's not like he's even around. Like the owner yeah. sometimes goes to the games. I, I just don't. Uh, I mean, yeah, they don't like each other. But I think scared. Gilbert's been a lot more involved in in the decision making ever since Griffin got let go. I agree with you, and I would say to the Cavs' detriment. I mean. That Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, the fact that they gave the Lakers a first-round pick to clear their cap and took on Jordan Clarkson just for Larry Nance is one of the worst trades I've ever seen in my life. And and I said it at the time, and I kind of colored it with the fact that, you know, Clarkson looks like he could be okay. Well, clearly Clarkson was not okay, and that was a terrible decision. Yeah. Well, yeah, Although, and that's the thing that bothers me is that the Cavs have done stuff like that over and over, and the easy decision there is to do nothing, is to watch your team implode and to say, I don't care. Isaiah Thomas was an MVP candidate last year. 
figure it out, guys. Like, the easy decision is to say, no, we're not going to trade, you know, the next potential, you know, superstar in Andrew Wiggins for a known commodity in Kevin Love. Like, time and time again, the Cavs made high-risk, high-reward moves, and they were bold moves, and they spent a crap ton of money to do it. And, yeah, a lot of them did not work out. That's true. But, I don't know, I'm just not going to... I'm not going to look at every single bad decision, and there's a lot of them, and just, you know, turn this into, like, good versus evil, because LeBron made decisions time and time again to not commit, and that's part of the reason that Kyrie wanted to leave, and that's part of the reason Paul George wouldn't come here. The first time around, it was the reason Trevor Ariza wouldn't come here. It's a pattern that keeps repeating itself, and now he decides, you know what, I'm just going to go, let's just go live in L.A. for four years. It's like, really? Really? Oh, I don't think it'll be for four years. I don't. I think LeBron will be in LA. That's it's where it's if his kids go to school there. He's he's with his production company there. He clearly has an interest in in acting. These are all things that sure you can do them from anywhere, but it's easier if you're in LA to do these things. That's the reason I moved out of here. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't stop being a, a Cavs fan, and I and I because I, I'm still loyal to Cleveland, but I'm also not playing basketball for a living, so it's different. Why aren't you playing basketball for a living? Because I'm terrible. <laughs> why, I'm, why did you abandon I'm five, the Cavs? Because I'm 5'7 and have no jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> IT's 5'7 and doesn't have he a jump shot. He measured 5'5 at the combine. He's 5'7. 5'7 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in shoes. 5'7 in shoes. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, look, the four years lines up. 12-inch vertical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think this is where it's not just a where he, where he talks about being a lifestyle, a lot, you know, a lifestyle question. And it is. I mean, I don't think. Well, then best, why not just finish out your career and then go live there the rest of your life or buy a house in every city? Because and, clearly he was not having a not. It wasn't good enough for him to spend this time trying to, you know, carrying a team to the finals to get swept by the by the the Warriors. All right, just ask answer this simple question. Knowing that Dan Gilbert for all of his faults has spent more money than any owner in the NBA over the last how many years and he did the same thing in the LeBron 1.0 era. Do you really not think that the Cavs could have built a sustain I mean they were I, you could argue they were sustained when they went to the finals every year but could have continued to challenge the Warriors as well as any other team if they had a long-term commitment from LeBron. Because this is the same thing people said in 2010, when they're like, well, the Cavs were going nowhere. And it's like, yeah, because they had to make these moves to appease LeBron, and then LeBron, you know, failed in the playoffs, and it happens. And they had a lot of LeBron-centric talent on their team. Not a lot of guys that would look that great without LeBron. So, I mean, I just don't see how if you get like a four-year commitment from LeBron, how, yeah, maybe there's one more kind of off year where we, you know, lose in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the Finals again. But it, it's just, I don't know. I just feel Look, like... The, the two things that happened, and I don't, none of us know because none of us were there. There are only speculation and, you know, the three different sides to, to each of these stories, which is what really happened with Kyrie and was it salvageable? What really happened with Paul George, and could the was it because the Cavs refused to give an unprotected first rounder for you know to the Pacers for Paul George, 
that made them say, okay, we're just going to ship them to, to OKC then? Or were, were, did they never really have a chance and that was just a convenient argument for, to hide behind? Because either of those two things, either working things out with Kyrie or holding on to him, you know, cha- changing the, the past on what happened with the Kyrie deal or convincing him to stay, or the being able to get Paul George even though it would cost you Kyrie, either one of those moves I feel like probably tips the scales because either one of those moves probably means they don't get they don't get swept in the finals this year. So I will uh, also answer Tom's question a little bit in the fact that the Cavs had opportunities to make what probably would have been the most impactful move and pretty much chose not to do those moves. And that was A, keeping David Griffin. B, not keeping Tyron Lue during the regular season. I mean, I said it half a dozen times. Fire Ty Lue, go, go hire David Fisdale. Or, you know, somebody that makes sense for the Cavs. For this group that they have that's going to play their best players and the Cavs never did that and you know I will say the other thing you that LeBron talked about or that was rumored he talked about was like the Cavs had a chance to trade for Eric Bledsoe didn't do it the Cavs had a ton of chances to trade for a ton of different guys and who did they get they got Jordan Clarkson um, Larry Nance and Rodney Hood and Two of the help. three of those guys were freaking terrible. So, and, 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 who was it? Hill? Yeah. George Hill. And, you know, two, okay, two of the four of the guys, guys were terrible, and George Hill was awful in the playoffs. So, he has a good history, but he laid an egg in the playoffs. So, he was good in the, I, in the Raptor series. Yeah, well, that's true. So, I mean, but he laid an egg in the finals. So, it's like, but so did everybody. I mean, everybody outside yeah. of LeBron. Maybe LeBron Kevin, thought, Kevin hey, this, this coach and this team and this organization make stupid decisions over and over and over and over. I, I can't stay here and win. Yeah. So, you know, in LeBron's defense, I will say that is... Well, I thought is, we already said that's not why he left. Because if he wanted to go to a good no, organization, but, why go to the Lakers? They've been a steaming pile of you-know-what for years now. But look at I will team. say that... That is a legitimate way you could read the situation. Well, and in, in the absence of being able to easily create another super team somewhere that made sense, then it comes down to lifestyle. And clearly he and his family wanted a lifestyle in Los Angeles more than they wanted a lifestyle in Cleveland. Because I really, I really believe those are the only two places. Because, I mean, realistically, you want to go start over with a good young core... Philly was probably the best option. I mean, they had the basically the cap space to do it. They had they have three or four young stars and a, a bunch of draft picks still to come. And that would have been that they they seem to be the heirs apparent in the East along with the Celtics. And that's still going to be, you know, a significantly easier road than the West. I mean, the, it's insane the the. What the, what the, I mean, at least they mixed up the All-Star game last year where it was just, you know, pick whoever it is because if they were doing East versus West, it would be, you know, the, I mean, 
even last year they said LeBron was it was the last of the top 15 players in the league to still reside in the East. Well, now they all reside in the West. So yeah, all seven MVPs MVPs that are active are in the West now. So that just goes to show you how much that pendulum has swung over. Well, I will say that Derrick Rose does not count. <laughs> sure he does. He got money. He got paid on it's how like much that. did he make? It's what like was Nate. his contract? It's two point like one. That, uh, one year, two point one year deal to to retire on the injured list for the Timberwolves. <laughs> and he gets Nate. fourteen million from Adidas because he's on an active roster. Nate, who's your boy on the Pacers? On the Pacers, Thad Young. Yeah, remember that Thad Young stat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what about him, Tom? No, just like that's like the same kind of stat. But on a Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I will say that I, in LeBron's defense, um, I, I think he was completely frustrated with the Cavs and completely frustrated with their ability to make intelligent decisions. But the other side of that is his unwillingness to com- commit – completely hamstrung them for multiple years and the conflict of interest in the fact that his agency represented Tristan Thompson and um, J.R. Smith also completely screwed the Cavs because they're two terrible contracts. And they bid against themselves. No one else was giving those guys any money. Right, exactly. So, you know, I... In part of me thinks LeBron had it in his head to screw Dan Gilbert a little bit too. So, well, look, so mission accomplished. He's not blameless yeah. in this. I'm not. I'm not suggesting no, I'm, that I'm, he is. I'm saying, and, that and I'm not directly arguing with you. I'm just yeah, I, augmenting I the discussion. If you're, I mean, if you're in your, you you know the your twilight of your prime, right? Which, looking at LeBron James's numbers last year, you wouldn't say that. Even though, I mean, he's the he's the the most spry-looking, about to be a 34-year-old there probably ever has been in the NBA. So you got to believe he's, you know, his his window and his prime is still probably a good, at least two or three more years, if not four. I mean, that may be enough time for him to build a championship contender in in Los Angeles. And I just think looking at the at the, the their history of of who they brought in and the deals they've made, I mean, they. In my mind, they still haven't attracted a, a, a marquee free agent, despite the fact that LeBron went there. Because it's not it's not them bringing bringing LeBron in. It's LeBron deciding, okay, this is where I'm going to play now. Like I, I yeah. just, I, I think it's the you know, there's no recruiting pitch. The strongest rep- recruiting pitch he probably got was Magic Johnson at the All Star game. You know what I mean? So, um, so well, you know, look, we'll see. I, I think. Maybe maybe on some level he was just embarrassed, you know. I mean, it's one thing to get to four, you know, four straight finals with the Cavs or eight straight finals overall, but well, the, you know, even though we we want to look look at it and say, well, you know, they were like Kevin Durant uh, three pointer away from you know being two two last you know uh, two years ago, and this past year. You know they could have won. They could have easily won game one. They frittered it away with the J.R. Smith, you know, nonsense and the referees. Or, you know, it could have been two-two if they, because they 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 fought hard in game three. But the reality is he got swept. He got he got swept, and no matter what, that's a bad look for his legacy. And maybe he just said, you know what, I'm 
I'm not going to join those guys, but but if I lose to them in the conference finals, it's better than losing to them in the finals, maybe. You think he's getting to the conference finals? No. No, no I'm saying that <laughs> I'm saying that might be that might be his ceiling there in the next 4 years. Yeah. I think he just wants to live in LA and doesn't want to deal with the Cleveland BS anymore. Uh the Cleveland BS being <laughs> the team and their propensity well, for bad decisions. Get, get ready. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not it's not Jim Bus running it anymore. It's Genie, but still. Like some of the decisions the Lakers have made even now like yeah, I don't Lance Stevenson understand and JaVale McGee. Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee. What, and what? KCP, who is a felon, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's clutch. He is cl- he's a clutch felon. <laughs> I heard, I saw rumors out there that, that, that they were looking at Dion. And I'm like, wait, did you not watch tape from 2014? Yeah, or Boogie <laughs> and yeah, Boogie. coming off the uh, NBA mediocre maker, which is an Achilles injury. Yeah. So... Just saying, yeah. like, it's not like Magic Johnson's made great choices over the years. So, let's uh, again, we look. It's LeBron. LeBron showed that he could take guys that that you know. I mean, you look at some of the guys that played with him this this past year. You mentioned them, and like Rodney Hood or Jordan Clarkson, or the you know how bad George Hill was at times, and you know how non-existent some of the other players were, or how the kind of mistakes that Jr. made, or the Jeff Green. Trick or treat, Jeff Green. Like, like, look at those guys and say, well, somehow he got those guys to the to the finals. Granted, it was in yeah. the Eastern Conference. It was after being extended to seven games by the the upstart Indiana Pacers, who no one thought would make the even make the playoffs. And then in the, again in the Eastern Conference against a Boston team that was missing both of their all star or two of their all stars. So there's qualifications to that, but taking this team, look, I'm sure they'll do lots of things, and we can talk about that, like the, the other moves they might make uh, with the Lakers, as well as what the Cavs do in the aftermath, but um, right now, as presently constructed, I mean, that's a 30, what, 36, 37 win team from last year? Who, the Lakers? And that's yeah. and, and they won a few games towards the end of the year because they had Isaiah Thomas trying to prove people wrong. Yeah. Yeah, poor Isaiah. Where does Isaiah go? Probably not back to L.A. Cavs on a mid-level? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't think he could re-sign with L.A. unless L.A. just gives up on Randall and uh, this other guy. No, he would have yeah, to be... Yeah, he'd have to be um, like an exception signing. Yeah. yeah. And Do you think LeBron would want to play with Isaiah Thomas? No, I don't think so. I was. I think we're all being completely facetious. Okay. He's he can shoot. Lonzo Ball can't. <laughs> no. Well, that's true. He can't stay healthy. Lonzo Ball's got a torn meniscus. Yeah. But Lonzo Ball, I don't expect to be on the team beyond the summer. You think they'll move Lonzo Ball? Oh, yeah. I think they'll have to. Well, I think they will have to, but I don't think they can move him till he's healthy again. Probably. Or at not. least not get anything worthwhile. Yeah, I don't think he get much worthwhile for him, anyways. But yeah, I mean, I think he's already. Yeah, he may be a gigantic bust already. But let's say, let's say for the sake of argument that the Spurs say we're not just going to trade you Kawhi, we don't care what you offer us. 
or we're just going to hang on to him, or we're going to wait, and or we're going to trade him to Philly. Let's just say, for argument's sake, Kawhi isn't going to be a Laker this year. He probably will be the next summer, but this year, let's say no. What is that? What's and even if they sign Boogie, he's not. He's, he claims he'll be ready for training camp. I highly doubt yeah. that's true. Well, I don't think they have any cap room left. Well, they do if they if they if they renounce um, renounce yeah. Randall and then renounce stretch thing. Yeah, right. And they renounce Brooke Lopez and a few others that they that are free agents, right? Yeah, but I mean, I I don't think it makes any sense to renounce Randall at this point. Well, I, not if they're not going to get something back. No, right. but if they think they could get Boogie and that Boogie would be ready in time to let's say play by Christmas, then maybe they would. Yeah, and and maybe that's what the Lakers do. I mean. It seems like a very Lakers move. Um, I personally would much rather have Julius Randle than than Boogie Cousins at this point. So, did you know I, that, that I, Julius Randle's a left-handed? I did know that because the Cavs <laughs> the Cavs never did, but <laughs> that is true. The Cavs never realized he was left-handed. So. No. So the speaking report. of the Cavs, I mean. Well, I mean, there's a couple things I want to touch on. Um, first Wait, did thing we let I want to touch. Eli give his like take on LeBron. Oh yeah, so Eli, I think is he's probably Eli. The one are with you the, the most heartbroken takes. of the three of us? Um, I I think so. I really thought that he was going to have a heart and. Eli still some, he's not old like us. He still believes in goodness and loyalty. I know and, and lies that people write in Lee articles. And, and looking back, it's <laughs> it's so dumb that LeBron somehow finagled his way into a two plus one after winning a championship. Like and I think the part that upsets me the most is not just the three plus one commitment. But with the Cavs... No, it's a full four year. It's not a three plus one. Oh, really? Well, um, I think the part that... There is no opt-out from what I just read. Does he still have a no-trade? He can't. You can only have a no-trade with your own team. Like, you have to be on the team for ten years or something like that in the new CBA. But um, I think the other part that hurts is when he did the one plus ones with the Cavs, his justification was, I need to get paid as much as I can with the cap spikes and with the NBA releasing a memo that the cap's going to go up like 8% in the next two off seasons, he's not doing that with LA. And it's like, you're choosing not to be selfish with the new organization as well. And it's just, it just hurts. Cause I think a lot of us, maybe not you guys, but a lot of us really thought that he wanted to be in Northeast Ohio forever. So I, know. I, I thought he did too. I just well, that's what people that's what happens when you tell people something like that. They usually believe or you. write it in a letter. Right. Um I mean the whole point of the letter was it was it's almost bigger like than a basketball. Hedge. It was it's almost like a basketball. hedge against the championship. It was almost like, yeah, I want to win a championship, but really I just want to live here forever and I want to raise people forever. We I mean, had this whole paragraph about how like I want to be here because I want people here when they graduate college to come back. And know that this is a great community to raise a family because we need talent here. Like yeah. he had a whole paragraph on that. Well, people change their minds. It's been four years. 
I mean, I I can say there's things that I said four years ago that that now I would I would, you know, laugh at or change my mind about. I'm just a. Pioneer. I didn't put it in a letter to the world, but um, but I understand where you're coming from. You know, I I, I think look. 2016, everyone will say, will say and has said, and I know you're tired of hearing it, that 2016 will soften the blow and, you know, and, and he did he did everything he could. And the truth is, last year he did just about everything he could outside of, um, I don't know, maybe success. Playing hard in January. Well, that or successfully recruiting a, another player to come, to come join him. So, um you know. Closing out on three-point shooters. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> but he did play 82 games, and he played, and he averaged like what 45 minutes in the playoffs and, and per game, and um, you know, I mean, then again, who knows? I mean, he broke his he did he, he, things he, he that broke are his in hand, retrospect. He broke his hand yeah. punching a wall after after game one, yeah. and he realized it was it was uh, he, the, how close they came and and missed so. Yeah, the Cavs and he did a lot of stupid things that seemed somehow noble, but were also dumb. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, I think they, the worst part is the uh, contracts that he signed with the Cavs. I mean, there's no definitive way we could say if he signed a four plus one, which is essentially what he did, that the Cavs would have made better moves. But you can't tell me that you definitely would have made worse moves if he had that long-term contract with the Cavs. Okay, I'm not saying this was a worse move or a better move, but there is no way they trade Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love if LeBron came back and signed, like, a five-year deal. Because they would have said, "Uh, Kevin Love's got an injury history, this guy could be really electric, we need more youth. But he came back and said, I'm coming back, here are the terms. The Cavs cut guys like Tyler Zeller and some other people to make cap space. I mean Jarrett Jack. He held the organization <laughs> hostage. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, he just did. That's all there is to it. So we can go on and on and on. Everyone can, all the newspapers can say, thanks for the memories LeBron, you always have a home here. The University of Akron can say, you're an emeritus scholar. You know, everyone <laughs> can say all the you know hallmark crap they want. Ultimately, I'm a Cavs fan, and I want the Cavs to do well. And he screwed the Cavs again. And it's just frustrating well, to me that no one wants to admit that if he just behaved like kind of like a normal athlete does, who's usually motivated by the rules of the collective bargaining agreement, which LeBron always finds a way to just not conform <laughs> to anything else. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But it's just just be let's just admit that it's always about LeBron. It's not about Northeast Ohio. It's not about Akron. It's not about Cleveland. It's not about loyalty. It's about LeBron. And yeah. then we can, if we just say that, I'd be I'd be more okay with it. Like it yeah, is about LeBron. Right. It is about LeBron. But I think I look at it more like he screwed Dan Gilbert, and the Cavs and the organization and the fan base are collateral damage in that. You don't get held hostage without agreeing to be held hostage, right? So. Dan Gilbert agreed to be held hostage. He didn't operate like he, you know, like a, like a, I'm the owner of this team. He operated like, okay, I'm going to operate. I'm going to do my penance for the residual uh, guilt that I have for whatever, whatever, however LeBron took that letter in 2010. 
and I'm going to allow it to dictate what happens to this franchise. And then, you know, he he woke up from that at the worst possible time. So, well, yeah, and the other part about Dan Gilbert, I mean, he also made a lot of just mind-numbingly bad decisions, like, you know, let's... Huh? The White House visit for the Cubs. <laughs> the White House visit for the Cubs. Buying yeah. the buying uh, up to to select uh, the, 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 the tiny the tiny point guard. <laughs> yeah, and then trading for the tiny point guard, trading Kyrie Irving for um, a team with no incentive to tank. Um, their pick and Kyrie and. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, an injured player, and then not, you know, when it, the extent of his injury became apparent, not balking and just saying, no, we're not going to do this deal, or you're going to give me one of your two superstars. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the best player out of that deal could end up being uh, Zizic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's if Ty Lue plays him. Well, that's true, too. Yes. But going back to what Tom was saying, like, it's interesting. In hindsight, Kevin Love for Andrew Wiggins was a no-brainer. I mean... Yeah, that was a great based trade. On, I mean, Ke- Kevin Love is the only, <laughs> the only man left standing. And they, yeah. they right. apparently want to commit great, to him. It's a great example of after-the-fact analysis, right? Because Kevin Love could have continued to have season-ending injuries, and Andrew Wiggins could have been half as good as he probably should have been based on his Draft Express videos. And then we'd all be like going, I can't believe Dan Gilbert was so stupid. And it's just, I, I don't know, I just get sick of the, well, even like Isaiah Thomas. I mean, it's so easy now because the guy's like playing with a fractured hip or whatever the hell. And to be like, wow, so ridiculous. But if you look at the season before stats... Kyrie versus... Um, Come on, Tom. No, we did this. We had this discussion a million times. Exactly. Like, and every time, you know, bef- we had the discussion before anyone stepped onto the court, it was like, yeah, we'd probably prefer Kyrie because he's not tiny and his defense isn't, like, worst in the league. It's just bad. That was the analysis. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas was unplayable. It was completely different. So I'm just saying, we pile but on after But we all said... You know, based on what we saw the previous two series seasons, Isaiah Thomas was unplayable in the playoffs. Right, but when you say things like Ante Zicic was the best player, okay, that's just after the fact, looking at the fact that, I mean, no one thought Isaiah Thomas was going to be that bad. Yeah. yeah. I hated that I, deal. I, but by the way, Isaiah Thomas was still a useful player coming off the bench. Somehow the Lakers convinced him to come off the bench as a sixth man, and he flourished in that role until he shut it down for the season, realizing right. that there was there was really nothing else he could do other than hurt himself further. Okay, well, and then the Jay Crowder is the other one. I loved them getting Jay Crowder because the Cavs, even with Kyrie Irving, uh, lost 4-1 to the Warriors, and I thought, man, you know, this team is so good offensively, they really just need one more good wing defender. And that's yeah. exactly what Jay Crowder was. I don't know why he played like garbage. Because Jay Crowder's a good wing defender in a system defense. The Cavs don't have a system defense. Well, he also shot forty percent from three, and he in had a, a lot in of a, wide in, in a system offense. The Cavs don't have a system offense. Yeah, but half of those were wide open spot up shots. It's not like. But they're probably in places that he didn't. He wasn't necessarily looking to get those shots. 
Also, he always had his toe on the line. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> he needs to get a Jay size Carter was also too. pretty pretty bad at shooting in Utah, so it's not like yeah. they had a system for him. Yeah. Yeah, but No, I but mean, Jay Crowder started in Boston and he came off the bench in Utah. He's Okay, so so we're gonna break it down. Kyrie Irving trade, is that the reason LeBron's gone right now? E. G. Yes. Tom. No. Okay. Uh Eli. I don't think so. No. And uh, okay, so why no? Because I think they could have done that deal for Paul George last year if LeBron committed to one more season. So Paul and LeBron would have two years left, and LeBron wouldn't commit to that, just opting in. I think that is the bigger reason why the Kyrie trade was so not as impactful, because I think the tea leaves were clearly out there that he wasn't willing to commit, even with the trade. Let's do an alternate history. Let's say, you know, just like the insufferable Windhorst article comparing the Cavs to the Spurs, let's say that Kobe Altman and Dan Gilbert act like proper, you know, front office people, and they tell Kyrie to go pound sand, we're not trading you, okay? Let's just, like, carry this through. Well, first of all, in a situation where he was glorified daily by the national press, all of ESPN, who every single one of those people is a closet Celtics fan, um, and the Celtics fans themselves, Kyrie still left to have season-ending knee surgery. Which means it was obviously pretty bad. If in like this flawless situation where he's not dealing with being upset at the Cavs for trade rumors or upset at LeBron or whatever, he still went ahead and had that surgery. There is no way in hell if the Cavs had told Kyrie, you're staying put, he would not have had season-ending surgery. And then there would have just been, the circus would have just been the same. It just would have been different actors. They still would have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Yeah, the same threesome that got sw- lost 4-1 to the Warriors. Okay. And they probably would have lost this year 4-1 or 4-0. Heck, this year's Cavs should have won two of those games. So I don't... I mean, I'm just trying to understand like the alternate history where it's like, oh, no, no, we have Kyrie, and he doesn't have season-ending surgery, and he's electric, and you know, well, we, we I go the distance or something. Like, I, Come on, Tom. The Cavs had literally the worst starting backcourt in the playoffs this year. I mean, I, I don't think anyone... If you can argue that fact, then... You are the Nate, world's greatest are you, debater. Are you missing what I'm saying? Kyrie wouldn't have played. Well, no, because it was all due to an infection in his knee from the surgery. You don't know. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you well, have no and idea it's a little and it's a little gray area to say because of the Kyrie trade. I'm I'm saying because right. of the Kyrie situation. Like yeah, again, what like, I'm saying like is it's a domino effect that started and and look I, I firmly believe there were probably rumblings that Kyrie wasn't exactly happy but I do believe in keeping Griffin or in place of Griffin at least some GM that wasn't a rookie to be able to handle that situation and not have it get out there that oh the Cavs are looking to move you Kyrie like you know Again, it was. I, I think it was both those things equally that that caused that friction. So, well, for, to that point, David Griffin went on a podcast and said that before he left, they were already planning. Meaning, he was already planning to trade Kyrie, and that basically, he talked to Kyrie's agent, and 
said, hey, you know what? We, we got to have a plan in place, just so you are aware, to trade Kyrie if he doesn't want to be here. And then the agent was like, okay, but if he does want to be here and you still get like a great trade offer, you're not actually going to trade him, right? And, they, and then Griff said it was sort of like an open question. And then like a week later, his term was up and Dan Gilbert, you know, didn't. Don't you feel him. like don't you feel like Griff would have made a better trade than what the Cavs ultimately wound up? I mean, he seemed to have one oh, lined absolutely up. Absolutely, I well, do. I definitely think Griff had a lot more experience than Colby Altman. I will also say that I think Griff is super overrated. I think that he was the GM, and the Cavs won the championship, and he wasn't around very much longer, like Ty Lue was, for that championship smell to wear off. I think David Griffin went all offense all the time, and what really submarined the Cavs in 2017 against the Warriors was they didn't have a single guy that could play defense. And yeah. Well, so I'm going to counter you in the fact that ever since David Griffin has left, they've gotten guys that are not good three-point shooters. They've gotten guys that are good two-point shooters and low basketball IQ guys and David Griffin, one thing you can say about him throughout his career is he has gone after three-point shooters. True. And, you know, and that's something that David Griffin always did. And to me, the thing about David Griffin is, yeah, he gave up a lot of assets to get the guys, but he also got a championship. And to me, that is the number one thing. And you combine that with the fact that the Cavs, after he left, signed players that were basically unplayable against the Warriors and that couldn't shoot, you know, 2017 lack of inability to defend Kevin Durant doomed the Cavs. 2018 inability to hit open shots doomed the Cavs. You know. I don't want to interrupt you, Nate, but uh, Dan Gilbert just issued his statement. You want me to read it? Yeah, sure. It's in Comic Sans and it says Uh, you'll never win a championship. Okay. Uh, Statement tonight from Cavs owner Dan Gilbert. We will always remember the evening of June 19, 2016, as the Cleveland Cavaliers, led by LeBron James, ended the 52-year drought, delivering the long and elusive championship that many thought they would never see, a championship that united generations of Clevelanders, both living and past. Virtually anyone with, the root, with roots in northeastern Ohio paused and felt the memories of the past of the utter joy that the burden of the so-called curse, in quotes, was finally a thing of the past. Cleveland, Ohio is the home of a championship team for the first time since 1964. Words do not express the meaning and the feeling this accomplishment brought to the people of northeastern Ohio. None of this would have happened if LeBron James did not agree to come back home and lead the Cavaliers to the promised land. The entire Cavaliers franchise thanks LeBron for that precious moment and for all of the excitement he delivered as he led our team to four straight NBA Finals appearances. LeBron is a family man first. We wish his kids, his wife Savannah, his mother Gloria, and LeBron himself nothing but the best in the years and decades ahead. LeBron's connection to Akron, Cleveland, and all of Northeast Ohio will most certainly endure as his commitment to the region and his support of many important causes have been, has been impactful to so many kids and families. LeBron, you came home and delivered the ultimate goal. Nothing but appreciation and gratitude for everything you put into every moment you spent in a Cavaliers uniform. We look forward to the retirement of the famous number 23 Cavs jersey one day down the line. Dot, dot, dot. Dan Gilbert, Chairman, Cleveland Cavaliers. By the way, 
written in a what I can only imagine is a Palatino, not not <laughs> any other sort of weird font. So not Comic Sans. You know what? Very I, nice. Even I hate it. <laughs> you, you hate, hate it? it? I miss. I don't. I miss it. the tribal Dan Gilbert that was on my side. I, I here's the thing. I don't need you to worship can't... LeBron. He can go home to his billion dollars. I really don't. I really don't. But here's the thing. You can't do that as the owner of the franchise. Oh, I know that he made the right move. It's just a he it's made just the right pull, move. It's just a PR I wish move. he would have expressed the, the his letter was real. The letter was real. This is all yeah. just PR. It's fine. But as it, it's here, the right it, thing to do. But here's the thing. As relieved as you guys have said you are to be. If 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 the the byproduct of not having LeBron is that okay, it's it's time to move on, not have that that scrutiny, not have that that team held hostage. You can basketball can maybe start to be fun again, whatever. Yeah, yeah. However you want to say it, that's I'm sure how he feels. Oh, I, maybe. I think he he's maybe. conflicted. You know, there's multiple levels to that. I think I, he's conflicted because his team just just I don't got cut I, by two thirds in terms of value. But I think he knows he he saw what happened to him and his reputation after the letter. So he's not going to make that mistake again. He's smart, but um, there's no way he's not pissed off. All the hundreds of millions of dollars he has spent while he's been basically held over a barrel and maybe from that standpoint he is glad that he's got his team back and he can be grateful for the LeBron years and get out from that and honestly I think if people keep talking about all oh, Gilbert's gonna sell I think it's great because I think he has a huge ego and now he is hell-bent on showing that he can win without LeBron and it might take a while but man when that time comes he's going to spend like a drunken sailor again well, he needs a new GM and a new coach first I don't know but. if he needs a new GM I actually oh, I've, I actually I've think, not been impressed with Kobe I, yeah, Altman I, I at know, all so cause far because you, you hated the, the two moves that he made and, and I'm not so sure that look what Tom I said did. earlier was was look at least he did he tried to do something and it seemed, at least for the the short yeah, term, yeah. When we were it, it blowing worked. out good teams by forty points, it looked like you know we had figured it out. And then everyone started getting hurt. And then they stopped playing Chetty, and then he started sucking, and just everything went down. Well, and then guys <laughs> kept getting yanked in and out of the lineup and lost yeah. confidence. And when the when the rubber met the road, which started in the in the Pacer series, guys realized they were in way over their heads and they weren't prepared. Okay, so I got two questions for everybody. First question is, and and so we can close out the LeBron thing, and then the second question is, so we can start talking about what's next for the Cavs. First question is, is Kawhi Leonard going to end up on the Lakers, and is it going to be this year or next year? E.G. Yes, and next year. Uh, Eli. I agree, yes, and next year. So they so where's so I'll I'll do a follow up. Um, Wait, what about Tom? Well, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm just saying, Tom. What's your opinion? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the he's Lakers never gonna end up on. What's gonna happen with Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Tom. doesn't care about lifestyle, so he's not gonna go there. So he's what's gonna happen to him? Is he gonna, he's gonna stay with the, with the Spurs and then resign? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so, EG, what do and you... People are going to write these long-winded things about, see, look, the Spurs, they're so great, and their owner doesn't like Trump, and not like the Cavs, and they lost LeBron to L.A. They're not even from L.A. <laughs> okay, EG, where do you think Kawhi ends up this year? Does he stay with the Spurs? Does he sit out the year? Does he go to Philly? Where does he go? Uh, I think Philly will go hard after him. And if they don't, I think Boston, Danny Ainge will find a way. Some One of those two teams will. You don't think he's going to end up in L.A.? Not this year. Okay. Uh, Eli? Um, I think I think he'll go to Philly, but it won't be for anyone like significant because the risk of him leaving is still pretty good. I think it'll be like a Sarich-Covington first for him, and then he'll play it out and still go to L.A. next year. God, I'd love to see that happen, and then Pop turn Sarich and Covington into really good players. He would, too. They are Pop-style players. You got that one right, Nate. Yeah. So, um, my opinion on that is that basically the Spurs take a stand against Kawhi, and they're not going to trade him to the Lakers, and if he tries to sit out the season, they may sue him. So... Well, he basically I, I sat out last season. That. He played nine games. Yeah, last I would year. love to see the Spurs sue Kawhi Leonard and just get really ugly and, and nasty. his uncle and his and his crazy <laughs> uncle. Yeah, his uncle Diedrich. Oh no, that that's Diedrich oh, Irving. I, I definitely yeah, don't think the Spurs. I definitely don't think the Spurs are going to make it easy on Kawhi. They're not just going to trade him to the place he wants to be. But oh, Tom, I think you're, I think you. you're wrong. I think Kawhi does want to be in L.A., is from L.A., why wouldn't he want to go back there and team up with LeBron and basically be the, the LeBron replacement, ultimately? I mean, that's... No, I agree with you, too. There's no reason why he wouldn't or shouldn't go to L.A. It makes all the sense in the world. But I just think the Spurs are... They're already upset about how he handled himself last year. And, you know, I regardless of how quote-unquote good of an organization they are it doesn't you're not going to change a player i mean they if they were a good organization they probably should have had tony parker shut the hell up or or apologize for his comments or kept their other their other veterans quiet the or or former players quiet if they didn't want to exacerbate the situation like they 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 clearly don't care and so they're just gonna wait him out and if it means, like Nate said, if it means him sitting out or, or them holding him out and a, a lawsuit or something like that happening where he's got to basically just sit on the bench for a, for a year, then I could see that happening way before them trading him to the Lakers. Tony Parker, also low-key, probably one of the worst teammates in the NBA. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Did he resign? Really? Like, based on what? Uh, cheating uh, based on his wife and wait, wait what? <laughs> who did? I don't remember. I don't remember this. So yeah, the affair that he had, uh, that he got divorced with Ava Longoria was it Raja over, <laughs> was no, it Barry's was uh, Brent Berry's ex-wife. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's I. I how, that's I didn't pretty know ugly. That yeah, yeah. Well, it was his ex-wife, right? Well, his ex-wife because well, of ser- that. Oh, <laughs> oh. No, I mean it makes a difference, right? I didn't realize at the time he was still with uh, Brent. Brett. Brett, Brent, Brett. Brent. It's Brent Barry. 
one. Of uh, yeah, those I don't know the specifics. I had heard that they were divorced at the time, but I remember the whole you know Eva Longoria thing. Uh, that was so yeah. obnoxious. Like having to look at her at every single Spurs game. It's like, look, an actual celebrity at a Spurs game. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Not to mention that yeah. show was crap. Uh, what about you, I Nate? For, what what I do you think about that? Um. So yeah, I think the Spurs are gonna salt the earth with them. Earth. Salty Ert. Um, and then go, he's going to probably Bruh. sign with the Lakers next year, maybe. The The one thing that is not clear, because we've heard it both ways, is does Kaiwi... Sorry. Kylie Minogue? Shush. <laughs> does Kawhi want to be the man on his team? And if he does, I could see him signing with the Clippers. Um, just because I don't Ooh. think the... I don't know if he necessarily wants to play with LeBron. I think he wants to be the man and get all the endorsements. So I don't know. I guess. But we'll I don't think out. the the Spurs trade him to the Lakers unless they give them Ingram, who I think is the Lakers' best prospect. Yeah, I'm not a big fan so. of Ingram, but. Well, would you say he though that he's the Lakers' best prospect? Uh, I guess so. I mean, I haven't seen this German. I haven't seen this German not? kid play. Yeah, because Kuzma can't play defense at all. I mean, at oh, least really? at okay. least uh, at least you know, Sleepy Eyes plays a little bit of defense. Sleepy Eyes um, <laughs> is that his nickname? <laughs> that's what I call Ingram. Him. Yeah, Ingram. Uh, yeah, he looks like Sam Perkins. But by the way, both of those guys, Grady, they're gonna need a Sleepy Eye. You remember that? <laughs> no, but he just always looks like he's tired. Ingram. So did T Mac. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He's got T-Mac guys. <laughs> no, but both of those guys and more will probably have to be included in the Spurs ransom if they would wind up doing that. So I don't. They're not. They they don't have any impetus to trade him for anything. Anything less than than a ton. That's yeah. ultimately going to make that team LeBron, Kawhi, and the guys they just signed today. So the next question is, you know, we're, we're closing the book on LeBron. Um, the Cavs have, the rumor is that they don't want to move Kevin Love, that they want to, you know, field a competitive team this year. They don't want to go into tank mode. Um, and they basically want to make Kevin Love the centerpiece of the team um, and, and go forward with that uh, mindset. What, if you were the Cavs, well, A, do you think that's a good move, Eli, or should they go into total tank mode? And B, what do you think they're gonna what do you think they're gonna do this year, Eli? I think um they need to be blown away to get trade Kevin Love. I think they really do want to hold him because of the all the renovation stuff. They wanna keep some star player there, which as dumb as it sounds, I think Dan Gilbert's ego is so big he would like to do that. Um, personally, I think they should try to trade him to like the Grizzlies and take the Parsons contract and get maybe their draft pick from this year, JJJ. So, I mean, that'd be what I'd do. But um, I think ultimately the Cavs just aren't going to get a good enough trade offer to let him go. Tom? Hmm. Sorry, Nate. Did you say something, Tom? Oh, what's what's your take on that question? Uh, I think they would 
definitely deal them if they got a good haul, but I don't think they're gonna, um, I don't know. I mean, I think they're gonna be, I think they're gonna be pretty bad without making any drastic moves. I mean, they, someone was saying, uh, someone was saying to my buddy Steve, I think the Cavs could be like a seven or eight seed this year. I'm thinking, they were like two games away from being an eight seed this past year with LeBron. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be, you know, a, a 25-win team without doing anything. And uh, I think they can concentrate on, you know, growth of the young talent. And I think they could deal Kevin Love on the trade deadline if a good offer comes along. Um, but I doubt it will. So they'll probably hang on to him. And I don't know. Seems like a good culture guy to have. Kind of like to see what he can do if he's the focal point on offense again. Well, that's that's really the thing you got to do. I mean, right now Kevin Love has probably next to little if no trade value because the Cavs don't have any leverage anymore with with LeBron gone. So um, the best thing they could do is feature him, make him their leading scorer, make him their one All Star on their team, go back to Minnesota Kevin Love for until the trade deadline and, you know, try to rebuild his trade value. Um, yeah. Does he have one more year after this, or is this his last year? He has an option next year. Well, a player option, though, right? Yeah, so yeah. he can leave. I think so he'll the best trade would be, like, Portland. I mean, if they trade him to Portland for McCollum, I think that'd be a win-win for everybody. They're not trading. Portland's not trading him for McCollum. No, they. it's it's definitely a team that would need him, like, like Denver, right? If Denver could come up with, like, you know, a couple of, like, maybe, is it, like, Gary Harris or is it a, you know, a draft pick and a... And some and is it is it a is it two drafts pick draft picks and Fareed for love? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's a like, good trade. Is it yeah. something like that? Where or Utah, like a team that he's kind of perfectly suited for? Um, I could even see him going to going to New Orleans for if Boogie bolts and playing next to AD. I mean, he'd be a great second option there. I think so. Um, what about Philly? I don't know. Does he? I mean, I guess because of the outside shooting, and he'd be great in Philly. But, but yeah, he would. Who does he? Who is he on the floor for? I mean, I guess they they do call probably Sarich, right? Yeah, yeah. But are you taking back Sarich? Who are you taking back? I mean, I don't know that there's anybody. Do you, do you gamble and say we'll take Markel Fultz back? I don't. I don't think so. Maybe you take the guy that if they had Mikael Bridges, that'd be the one dude. But maybe the Zara Smith guy, they would take him back probably, right? Yeah, like Zaire Smith, another pick, and and like Covington or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe Saric. Heck, you could go with all Euro guys. Play Saric and <laughs> and, and bring uh, David Blatt Jetty. Back. Yeah, I don't know. Miami. I could see him going to Miami. I think Miami would be a good fit. Miami's kind of a tweener team now, though, aren't they? I mean, they, yeah. they're they're in talk about purgatory. But yeah, I totally agree with all you guys that the best move with Kevin Love right now is to feature him. Um, the next move, so you look at the starting lineup next year. It is probably you know Colin Sexton, Chetty Osman, Rodney Hood, Kevin Love, and then Tristan Thompson, and then or Larry Nance, depending on who you want to start. Um, but the Cavs actually. Um, 
or George Hill at the starting point guard. The Cavs actually have some value in that they have expiring contracts for teams that, you know, want to get out from under they their long-term contracts. Um, you know, George Hill is only due $1 million next season. Uh, Kevin Love, like we said, has a player option for next season. Um, uh, J.R. Smith has $4 million option next season. Um, Kyle Korver is only $3 million guaranteed next year. So, you know, the Cavs actually have a pretty good cap situation next year. One thing you might see the Cavs do, if they can get some guys, or if... Uh, teams will kick them players that they want to get out from under the luxury tax. They may take on guys on bad one-year contracts. They'll have to beat then, the Hawks out in that category, though. Well, and then amnesty those guys. Like I'm just guy saying the, like, Hawks are, the Hawks are below the no. cap, and they, and they are looking to yeah. do that kind of stuff right now. Yeah, but a guy like Noah, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. but, I mean, look, another thing, like if... if <laughs> <laughs> said was the Lakers came and said, "Hey, we'll give you Randall and uh, and a and a, num- and a number one pick, but you gotta take you gotta take the Dane contract for and if, in exchange for Love. Would you do that?" Oh, I don't know about That's, that. Well, I don't think they can do that because or maybe not that. Just the ran- just Randall and Randall and another and a and a pick. I think Randall would have they, to So the to Cavs would have to end up under the salary. I don't think that's possible because of the way the salary cap works and sign-in trades. Yeah. Um, because Randall would be a sign-in trade in that case. And the ca- both teams would have to be under the luxury tax apron after that trade completed. Right, so probably not. And plus, I don't think the K- Lakers want to eat up their cap space next year when they could, quote-unquote, get Ka- get Kawhi. Yeah. But I certainly think there's a ton of places that uh, he could end up. I mean, but my preference is they sign him long-term. He's my favorite player on the Caps right now. I'd love to see him sign him long-term. I'd love to see him give Colin Sexton a run. I believe in Chetty Osman. I don't believe in Rodney Hood, but um, I, I would like to see what a competitive, you know, playing hard every night Cavs team could do. And you don't so. care about the... The top ten protected first round so, pick yes. next year. No, I don't. Um, I want to see what they have, and I want to see what they can do. Um, I don't believe in tanking culture, um, even if it costs the Cavs a top ten pick. You mean if it costs the Cavs so. next year's McCall Bridges? Who's McCall Bridges? We've, the draft is too much of a crapshoot. I'm kind of yeah. with Nate. I think you just. If you got an organization, oh, that I'm not. I, by the way, I'm with you guys. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Oh, because yeah. that seems to be the prevailing. Like you can't, you can't tank. You'll lose out on the the pick that you traded to Atlanta. Yeah, well, or you have to tank. You mean? Yeah, is what the the people. That's what I mean. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You can't try to win. You need to tank. Yeah, you need to trade like, everybody and tank. And look, if they could trade guys like Tristan and Jr. and George Hill. They, I'm sure they would. Although it makes more sense to trade them as expirings at closer to the trade deadline. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, all I want them to do going forward is just be smart. Yeah. And they've made plenty of mistakes, either of omission or commission, or because <laughs> LeBron made them do it, yeah. or because 
they, you know, they're trying to prove a point or, you know, just because they haven't made good decisions. Not having, regardless of what you think of David Griffin, not having a GM in place when the most important summer of the franchise was going down was a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. So, just going yeah, forward, other... that's all I want. I just want a team, I want an ownership, a GM, and a coach that don't make mis- that, that don't make stupid mistakes and unfortunately and I want a team that plays hard that's right but and they and I think Every the night. team will but it's going to come down to like we said before promoting Damon Jones and getting rid of, of Phil Handy is not a good idea letting no. letting Vitali Patapico go and not and and but yet retaining Mike Longabardi is is a bad idea having Tyloo yeah. you know I mean give him a leash See if what he can do with these young guys. See if he changes his stripes now that he doesn't have the LeBron pressure giving him, you know, like panic attacks. Okay, but if if there's not, you know, if, if we're not seeing real development or real, you know, him getting through and like these guys aren't playing hard, then I think what that is, I'm, what I'm hoping it is, what 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 Gilbert's saying with like we want to hang on to Kevin Love and we want to we want to try to be competitive, we want to try to win. Is so that there isn't that that shield for Tyloo to hide behind if his team doesn't try and he's playing the wrong guys and he's not really developing guys and you can look at that and say, well, they're not trying to tank, but you're still bad. Yeah. So what's now? What's the I deal, will Ty? say the one player that I really am terrified of on this roster is um, J.R. Smith. <laughs> because I feel like a LeBronless Cavs with J.R. Smith, he could be a disaster and a total distraction. So I'm a little concerned about that. And, you know, I'm not huge fans of Rodney Hood, who I've said over and over again was possibly the worst minute player that got over 25 minutes a game in the league last year. Um, and Jordan Clarkson, also not a huge fan. So if... You know, Ty Lue is playing those guys over Chetty Osman. I'm going to be a little irritated. You know, if if Ante Zizic isn't getting minutes and yet posting a 25 PER, I'm going to be a little irritated. You know. Right. So we'll see what happens. So really, the, the, the rebuild can't start until they find a new coach. Yeah. So I think Kyle Korver is probably a guy that could be traded. I mean... I think you could certainly get some decent young players for Kyle Korver. I mean, you look at a team like Philly, they would love a guy like Kyle Korver. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss I'm, those memes, man. Yeah. I'm going to miss my Kenny Powers memes. <laughs> those were fun. I enjoyed yeah, those. Yeah, I am too. But I think the other side of Kyle Korver is he's a fantastic guy to help your team get better at shooting. Yeah. Look at you can you can see team. he already seems to have influenced Jetty in his shooting shooting style. Yeah, and the other thing I will say along with that is that you know Milwaukee's ch- shopping Deli Matthew Delavadova. Oh. oh my so. gosh, bring back! Did Deli. you see that tweet, Nate? Originally that that tweet had a fake Woj, like like uh, you know like bug or avatar on it. <laughs> I thought. Mm-hmm. If I thought, oh, I'm glad you're asleep, so you don't you, you don't see that and get get suckered in. <laughs> what tweet was it? That Delhi was coming back, signed a signed a deal with the Cavs. Yeah, 
the Cavs had signed <laughs> up to the mid-level vet, or something. Vet, no, it was vet minimum with the Cavs. Oh, that's Cavs. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's still got another year on his deal, so that's. Well, they were looking to they were looking to move him on draft night. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a crowded backcourt. Supposedly court they're now. looking to move Bledsoe, and yeah. To me, the no not getting players. Bledsoe was no clutch player. Oh, you know where that's Bledsoe for for Lonzo Ball sounds like a tailor-made trade to me. For both teams, yep. yeah, maybe. LeBron always wanted to play with <laughs> Bledsoe, and isn't he a clutch? I, isn't he a clutch client? Here's anyways? the thing, though. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think. Uh, who's the coach of the? Oh, Bud Budenholzer. Budenholzer. I don't think he wants anything to do with Levar. No one does. Who does? <laughs> no one does. <laughs> no, nobody. <laughs> you got to put a rider in that contract to saying he's not allowed within yeah. like 500 feet of the building. He's not allowed to talk about the team on social media. And ugh, what a mess! What a yeah. mess! Maybe, maybe the Cavs eat some of the Magic's horrible contracts um, <laughs> just to get some draft picks because they've got a lot of bad ones. Well, they just made another one with Aaron Gordon, so. Yeah, but they've got like five centers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they're not going to trade the ones that you want. I mean, maybe Vucevic yeah. would be nice, but he he doesn't play defense. Yeah, yeah. And the Cavs are they're a little bit in NBA no man's land right now. So we're going to see what the summer league team has. We're kind of kind of oh, see. I expect early the, in the summer summer league team to dominate based on who's on it. Yeah, they've got some good players. So I mean, that's the other hope that. Maybe Billy Preston is like, you know, maybe he's a, he's the real deal. Although I gotta believe, or bon- and Bonzi Cole, I gotta believe some of these guys are looking at that and saying like, oh, oh, you mean we we wouldn't be sitting on the bench behind LeBron anymore? Well, maybe maybe we'll just <laughs> sign with somebody else. Well, no, actually, I think for those guys, I I don't think those kind of guys want to be sitting on the end of the bench. I think they want actual real rotation minutes so they can make some money in the NBA. Yeah. Well, maybe they will then. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch. Quinn There's Cook some really interesting guys. Is the guys. ideal for them? Who is? Quinn Cook is the ideal for them, right. not you know, uh, who was the guy that Cavs had? London Peranti. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sir Dominic Pointer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir Dominic Pointer. Yeah. No, you're right. And look, I I just think based on the the buzz, and I think Sexton is. Sexton will just destroy people in in uh, summer league, just from so. competitiveness yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Well, because there's hope, lots of dunking like and Russ. driving, and I think he'll he'll be fine doing that. After the Lebr- LeBron years, I'm ready for someone with the attitude like Russ Westbrook. Like I'm not here to be your friend. I- I'm so tired of. I'm everybody's buddy. I love that yeah. video of him. Of him staring down the guy at the free throw line. It's fantastic. And the guy, wh- who does he? Who's? Oh, Anthony Hardaway's kid. <laughs> your your kid ain't ain't bleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got. Yeah. Like to say, he's got the bit of the dog in him. So. Yeah. It's something yeah. we haven't had really since I guess what like Dion maybe. Yeah, yeah. my my yeah. secret fantasy is that the Cavs make back. the second round of the playoffs and that the Lakers don't. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. Well, if you look at the East, I mean, it's still it's still not that hard to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and and Philly and Boston right now are the class of the East. 
And Toronto. I don't think anybody would argue I think that. Toronto too. I mean, they, and Toronto. They still, no, yeah, you're right. Toronto's there. a great regular season team, and they didn't lose anything, and they re-signed Van Vliet. So, although I, yeah, I have I heard rumors that that uh, the Lakers have been asking about DeRozan. <laughs> <laughs> He's from LA, right? Yeah. I love LA. <laughs> Anybody who is from L.A. who has ever been connected to L.A. will now have rumors about them going there. Yep. Yeah. Regardless of contract, yeah. regardless of situation. But if you're the Raptors and LeBron James just left the East, why would you change anything? You right wouldn't. Now? No, that would be all. No. That would be all like them making a, an offer they couldn't refuse. Yeah. If, no. Now you're like, oh hell, because you know the DeRozan still can't open. hit three pointers, so I don't know why you'd want him. Well, at least not in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's seen yeah, that firsthand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and... He, he probably laid off of him at least a half a dozen times in that series from three. Yeah, and my take on Boston is that Kyrie and uh, Gordon Hayward may never be the same. So... They should trade Kyrie. For, they should for trade Kawhi. Kyrie, but nobody's going to trade for Kyrie until they know if he's healthy or not. Spurs wanted him. They might trade him for Kawhi. They won't trade him sight unseen. I don't think. Mm. But they can hold on. They can wait. That they can wait around if they want. Yeah, they can. So. Strange things are afoot yeah. at the Circle K. It's true. No, I think it's Kyrie. True. I I'd be shocked if Kyrie doesn't wind up with the Knicks some at some point. It, it it could very well happen. Um, although the Knicks have some, they gotta clear the decks a little bit somehow. They will. That's there's, so. there's still what another year and year before he can make his decision. So I'm sure they'll yeah, find a way to, to get rid of Noah sometime this offseason. And and Lee. Yeah. Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee, yeah. So. But, yeah, the East is wide open. I mean, I could see Miami making a move to get a, a better player. That's why I could see them going after Kevin Love. Maybe. I just you don't know. know where it gets them, you know? Like, I just, well, I think they've lost faith in Whiteside. Oh, yeah, and I totally Dra- so. Dragic isn't getting any younger. And Tyler, Tyler Johnson's been a real disappointment. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a little bit terrified of a love for Whiteside trade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, that would be awful. The Andrew Bynum 2.0. <laughs> Launching three-pointers from the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy. He really reverted to the mean as a the D-League player that he was. Yeah. yeah. So do we have anything else to talk about, guys, Cavs-wise? Uh, I know you've probably had the other window open. Any Cavs news come up since the LeBron thing, EG? Um, let's see. Cavs trade for Kawhi yet? No, it's just all about Le- who's lining up to go play with LeBron. And so far it's just Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, yeah. KCP. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making a symbol of my fist moving up and down. Yeah. That's the pantomime I'm doing right now. <laughs> Oh, here we go. There's a NBA insider just finished a five-on-five on LeBron's legacy, Kawhi trades, and title favorites. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, so my take on LeBron's legacy, he will never be better than Jordan now. Even if he wins a championship with three different organizations, Nate? I don't think he's ever winning a championship. I don't think he's winning But, Nate, they're game. the Lakers. 
I, I, this <laughs> team cannot be Golden State or Houston, in my opinion. What if they get uh, Clay when Clay's a free agent next year? It, I don't think it'll happen. I think Golden State will just keep it together. But they'd have to spend more than $300 million in contracts before taxes to keep them all together. Do you know how much money Larry Ellison yeah, has? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do, actually. Larry Ellison. Guy that owns the... Uh... Isn't it Joe Lacob, though? Yeah, Joe Lacob, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Larry Ellison, different guy. Yeah, he's... Or- Joe Lacob. Yeah. Larry Ellison owns Oracle, but... He's got the naming yeah. rights. Well, I think Larry Ellison is a minority. Yeah, owner. I think you're right about that. But still, yeah. all those guys have tons of money. It's all dot-com money. Yeah. But it's still a limit to what you can <laughs> spend yeah. on an NBA Well, and team. they all have tons of money because they don't waste their money, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but no, well, just for argument's sake, that does that change your your opinion at all? For me, I don't think he'll be ever be better than Jordan. Okay. How about um, Tom, Eli, do you guys agree with that? So there's a chance he beats... I mean, if he captures Kareem's career scoring record, you know... Which he will if know, he plays to 38. Sh- he he will, yeah. Um, that That's a feather in his cap, but I don't think he can, he's ever going to beat Jordan's ring count. And I think the fact that Jordan did it all with one team and did it at 34 is a big feather in his cap. And I don't think LeBron's going to win another championship. That's just... Okay. I just don't think it's going to happen. But if it did, just for argument's sake... Well, if it sake, did, that would change the conversation. That's why I'm changing the but conversation. But context matters. I'm just... I know the wound is still raw. I'm just saying. In well, okay, objectively, so if... Objectively, if you, if, you were, if you were not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, and someone said so to you... say... Player A, no, say player A, forget about the variables. To say player A went went to six championship, went to six finals and won all six. Player B took three different teams over the course of eighteen years or twenty years or whatever, and won a championship with three different franchises. I think context matters. I mean, if he is not the primary guy, and Say it's Kevin Durant comes to the Lakers, and he is and LeBron is the Scottie Pippen, or if uh, you know Kawhi is the primary guy, or who's the other guy that you just named? Um, from the oh Cousins, the, no the shooting guard. From oh DeRozan, the no uh, Clay Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's Clay, never yeah, going to be the Clay. the centerpiece of a team. Come on, okay. Okay, but if LeBron's not the centerpiece, I think that invalidates that argument. No, but but he just had the probably his greatest statistical season of his career at age thirty-three. It's true. It, 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 barring injury, at least for the next two years, he's probably still in the conversation for a top three player in the league, even if Kawhi comes. So, I, I, again, I, I just I'm saying like there's a if you divorce yourself from the <laughs> from the the, the, bitterness. the bitterness of of the moment, Let the hate flow of, through of you. the moment. <laughs> that's that's still a pretty amazing thing. And who knows? Maybe that factored into his decision. Maybe he looked at that and said, "I'm probably not going to win another title here in Cleveland with what I have, unless I, I, I have to wait for a year or two for us to build some stuff back up." 
or wait for Golden State to start to to fall apart a little bit, like like a Clay leaves or something like that, or we, you know, turn Kevin Love into into somebody else that can that can help me get over the top. But to me, that's part of Jordan was never a Merc. Jordan was never a I'm gonna go follow who's got the best young team and join that team. I don't think it was. It that's was part of the reason agency, he's better. Free agency was a little different back then, though. I'm it not was. so sure. I'm not so sure that, that Jordan wouldn't have been a Merc if he if he had this a similar kind of a scenario. Like if if Michael Jordan had at his disposal hey, if, the if my the, aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. I'm just saying, but if but but we're we're putting it in if you put it in context, it's a different era. If LeBron James had been you know had been born in the '70s and and played for the Cavs in the '90s, it, we'd be having a whole different conversation right now. We absolutely would, but that didn't happen, so we're not having that conversation. No, but I, I still think the whole comparing it to the, the whole Jordan thing is, is being the, the six titles and the one team. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it holds the weight that it once did. I just don't. For me, it does. Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> so, um, Eli, what's your take? I think uh, unless he wins at least two championships in L.A., uh, you're probably right. His legacy will never be greater than Jordan's, even in the public opinion. Because I think winning in L.A. will definitely enhance his legacy, but him losing there would actually detract from it. Because every so star even player, if he gets the career scoring record, you feel that way? Yeah, because I think every star player that has played for Lakers, except for Elgin Baylor, has managed a way to bring it home. And if somehow he didn't, I think it would actually tarnish his legacy. Interesting. Tom? Well, I mean, I think that it's different eras. I think stats people will end up favoring LeBron um, because of the production and the efficiency and the fact that he had Jordan's level of production and efficiency, but he'll probably go down as having like Kareem or Karl Malone's level of um, duration. So I think statistically he'll win the argument. I just, I think the thing that I'm most upset about, really, more than anything, is I'm not that upset about watching a young, upstart, crappy team play basketball. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. I'm upset that, you know, LeBron didn't just finish out his career and then go live in L.A. and make movies and do all the things that he wanted to do because... It's just like, you know, now everything has this like big asterisk on it, it feels like. It's like, yeah, he played here for 11 years. You know, people are going to remember him most as a Cavalier, but we always then also have to remember that he left twice and that, you know, he held the team hostage and that, you know, all these things that we've been talking about. So I think I don't really care what his legacy ends up being in the public. I mean, we know what Lakers fans are capable of. So if they give him anywhere near the treatment they gave Kobe, um, you know, yeah, he'll be the greatest of all time. No question, because those fans are insane. But, you know, as far as being a Cavs fan and being an Ohioan, I'm kind of irritated. And, you know, I just I mean, maybe it's just raw now. Maybe I'll get over it. But I just feel like, you know, 20 years from now, I'm going to be like, yeah, LeBron, best player I ever saw. Also a big, you know what, you know, and I don't know why he couldn't just stick it out, you know, with with Cleveland and just spend his career here and just be known as 
a cavalier, you know? Yeah. Well, even Omar Odell only left the, the Cleveland one time. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so I, I've got a question for you, E.G., because you've got a little bit different uh, take because you live out there. Are you going to go watch LeBron play, and will you enjoy it, or will will it hurt a little? Um, I will go see as many Laker games as I have over the last 20-some years I've been here. I usually go to... I usually go to to uh, one or two games a year. Usually, I, I one is a like an invite, and then the other one is when the Cavs come to town. And I'll still go when the Cavs come to town. And that's going to be, be that that'll be an interesting game. That'll be bittersweet. And you know, I mean, look, it could be in January. I have to say, and yeah, I know LeBron sucks in January. It does. Uh, I will say though that. Um, it's different. I mean, I, 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 when he left to go to Miami, with the way that that happened, I actively rooted against LeBron. I don't think I'll probably be in that in that same mindset this time. I don't think I'll be out there saying. I mean, I may take some some joy in setbacks that he has, you know, dealing with with knuckleheads like Lance Stevenson and Javale McGee and you know, whoever else they decide to bring in or if he's got to tangle with the balls, the ball family in in the media. Um, you know, uh, those are all things. But but it won't be the same level of, of like, bitter, like, I, I hope your team loses, I hope you get injured, and I hope you don't ever win a championship the way that I felt in 2010. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird. It's, it's it'll be bittersweet, but I'm I'm also on the flip side, I'm legit excited to see what Colin Sexton can do and what Jetty Osmond can do given a a full season if he actually is allowed to play and you know what Kevin Love can do as the featured option on offense and I, I'm with you guys I, I I'm excited to to see this team. I I would be excited to see them be the the Indiana Pacers of of yeah. this year, you yeah. know, from from what they were last year, where the team that you didn't expect would be any good after their superstar left, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, like they they're actually surprising some people. They're actually playing some defense. They've actually got some guys that can still play ball really well, and they don't care if they they're gonna miss out on the you know on on their their the pick that they wanted giving to Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're looking to move on and rebuild and keep being competitive. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited for that too. And I'm still torn on whether I'm going to root for LeBron. Like, I don't know who I'm rooting for in the Lakers versus the Warriors. If that happens in the playoffs next year. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. Tom, who are you rooting for? That's a tough one, isn't it? Who am I rooting for? Um, if the Lakers play the Warriors next year, oh, the Lakers! Yeah, I'm never rooting for the Warriors. Yeah, just I mean, to be clear, I, just to be clear, I, like, I will never like root for. Torn. I will no, never root for Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Yeah, I know. Well, I can't is, root for either of them. Let's sign off because this is getting long in the tooth. Let's sign off with like our top five people that caused that are responsible for LeBron leaving. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> Number one is LeBron. Number two is Kevin Durant. Uh, number three is I'm gonna go with a dark horse one here, Savannah. 
Uh, number four is Anthony, the Anthony Bennett pick. So I'll blame it on Anthony Bennett. And number five is, uh, I'll go with Maverick Carter. How can you go with Anthony Bennett? Like, so Dan Gilbert's not, not in your top five? No. Oh wow. Dan Gilbert. So the reason so LeBron <laughs> left Miami <laughs> You're making is because it longer Mickey Arison would not spend the money to bring back what's his face. Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Mike Miller. I think that the whole LeBron hates Dan Gilbert thing was a convenient thing for LeBron to use. And he's not going to use it now, but he could have used it if Dan Gilbert would have written something nasty. But it was just a leverage point. That's it. LeBron is all about leverage points. I think, you know, maybe he didn't like Dan personally, but I don't think he liked Dan any less today than he did in 2014 than he did in 2012. I think that's just so overblown. Eli, who's your top five? Uh, definitely LeBron James, number one. I want to say probably probably Kyrie, number two, because at the end of the day, if he just said I wanted to get traded out before all the before the draft, before all the free agent moves happened, we could have had Chris Paul. I mean, I think that's why LeBron's most bad. And in fact, I've heard that directly from one of his boys, obviously, although you guys don't like those sources, but, um, you know, that's, like, the big issue I think that LeBron had. It's just, like, frustrating that he thought he could have had Chris Paul if Dave Gr- David Griffin was there to execute that. Um, number three, I'll go with uh, Kevin Durant. Four, I'll go with Dan Gilbert. And fifth, I'll go with Bronny Jr. because he doesn't want to play at his dad's stadium. I don't know. E.G. Well, Bronny Jr. Bronny is at the top of my list. <laughs> I think I think he definitely wanted to go play at Sierra Canyon. So um, I think that's that's right there. Uh, Savannah probably two, LeBron three, Dan Gilbert four. And Kyrie five. So I'm gonna go LeBron number one, Dan Gilbert number two. I think the Cavs made too many just terrible decisions over the last two years. Um, I'm gonna go Kobe Altman three. I'm gonna go probably Bronny four. And I'm going to agree with Eli and go, actually, I'm going to pick Danny Ainge 5 because he hosed him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So well played, Danny Ainge. Yeah, he just took one. advantage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, it, and I think, I think we're about done. So uh, any, so we're signing off. And uh, maybe we'll have a podcast later this week to see how free agency shakes out uh, and kind of as the dust settles. But, yeah, uh, signing off. And as always, guys, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. I mean, go Lakers. I mean, go Cavs. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Lost your
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.